I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 
0.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. All right, this podcast is one for the books. It's with Heather Dubrow. She is so well known for her time on the TV show, The Real Housewives of Orange County, but she is so much more than that. She is hilarious. She is kind. She dives into motherhood, into marriage, and basically into what it's like to be parenting teenagers and everything in between. We really get to kind of the nitty gritty sex bedroom talk, literally everything. Hope you uh, love this as much as we did. Have you always loved him like as much as you do? No, I've hated him. Come on. It's a normal relationship. But I think if you don't embrace those moments that you can't ever grow together. Welcome to the new series, Cocktails and Conversation with Kat and Nat. And we've decided to bring you all of these conversations with people that we like to have where there's a little bit of wisdom, always hilarity and hilaria. Some famous, some just cool, some drink, some don't drink, but there's always a conversation. Cheers, join us. Hi guys, I'm so excited to be here. I adore both of you. I just think you're super talented and I'm excited you're gonna be on my show too, but I'm thrilled to be here. So I'm Heather Dubrow and um, although I've done many jobs in my life, I'm probably best known for being on The Real Housewives of Orange County and I was a cast member for five seasons. And here I am, lockdown, four kids, two rescue dogs, one husband that was home for 10 weeks. Yes, we know every, it, girl. Every day, and uh, you know, here I am trying to figure out what new normal is. Wait, Kim, I have so many, many questions. Me too. Me too. But go. Okay, every, you were known before Orange Camp. Like, like when you joined, when you were on the Housewives, you already know. I knew her. I never knew any of the Housewives, but I was like, oh, I recognize her from like movies and television. She was the one who I was like, ah, yes, I know what she does. I I appreciate that. You know, it's funny because when I joined Housewives, I was like, oh, great. This is going to be the final nail in the coffin that had been my career because I was on all of these TV shows and I did movies and movies of the week, whatever, blah, blah, I sang. And then I had four kids in seven years. And I know you guys can relate to this, but like I literally went from being a full-time working person, like on a set for 17 hours a day to a full-time stay-at-home mother. I had three kids under three and then the surprise of Coco and the whole thing. So I did that for like a decade. And then I got into reality television, which was like a whole different career. And it led me down all these interesting paths of podcasting and YouTube channels and all this stuff, which is really fun, but just crazy and different. And so it's been, it's been quite a ride. It's kind of exciting because it feels like you've had so many lives and in between there, raised four children. Who's cooler to your kids, your husband or you? Ah. Oh, they like me so much better, especially, especially after 
this whole situation because, all right, so here's what happened. So Terry, you know, is like hair on fire and do I look like my hands are like floating in the arms? No, so I love funny. it. I, lo- I love everything. I love your whole mood. I love it. I, by the way, I so wish we were drinking right now and I totally would have like a mamosa or something, but I have so much to do today. Anyway, yes. ne- next time with drinks. And hopefully in person. I yeah. was just gonna. I like. I want to sit at your we island. We want to come to your kitchen. We want you to make your homemade pizza. We want to yeah. eat it with the fam well, jam. Well, you know, I'm never cooking again because there's the scar. Do you see the scar? Yes. I'm never cooking again. <laughs> Maybe I'm not that going for you. Oh, I'm done. I'm done cooking. It's over. Okay. Anyway, wait. What were we talking about? I was telling you. Oh, so uh, Terry. Yeah. So Terry comes home. And he's like, for the first three or four weeks, he's like on Corona vacation, which in a way I was happy about, because honestly, he's like, he works so hard and he's hair on fire and he really honestly needed a break. So I was happy for him. After three and a half weeks, I was like, okay, buddy, let's stop sleeping until noon and sitting out by the pool. And you know, you do have four children and a wife and like, it's time to kind of like figure out what your day-to-day looks like. Right. Uh Uh-huh. so we did that, but what's so funny is he's just not used to being around the kids that much. And so he was so irritated by them that he was literally social distancing himself from the kids. Like I would be in the kitchen making dinner and he would text me and say, let me know when they're gone. Yeah. 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 They don't know how to handle, they're not used to it. And they actually, there's, there's parts of them that go, what's wrong with them? what's wrong with them? No, this is how they've always been. This isn't even like a, this isn't a COVID thing. This is what I deal with all the time. Yeah. But weirdly they don't, you would think that they would get like some kind of appreciation for what we do on the daily, especially like, you know, it's hard enough to be a stay at home mother. I've done both. Right. To me, it's a lot easier to be like later and head out to work. Please give me a few days in an office, any office. I don't really care. Just send me somewhere. So it's hard to be home. And it's especially hard to be home when your job is at home. And so many of the things that I do, like you can see behind me, like I've got my bulletin boards and everything, you know, I've got a fashion line and I do my podcast and I've got, we're, you know, we do TV shows that we're developing and all this stuff, but I do it from home, but I'm not used to having people in my space. So now it's like, you know, you got the four kids on top of you and the husband and everybody very hard to get things done. The day he went back to work, Terry, I almost cried. I was so happy. That just said to me, because uh, my husband's working from home, and in fact, the Toronto office has just completely shut down, and they're going to figure something out later, but they're asked all the employees to work like, from This She's is like, not okay. He needs an office. I go, I think we found him a desk and a chair. And she goes, not in your house. Not in like, your house. <laughs> he needs an office outside of your house, somewhere in another sphere. Yes. And Okay, so speaking of um, uh, developing something at home, uh, you are coming out with the seven-year stitch that you and your husband are hosting a show together. Yeah. That's crazy. So, you know, all right. All right. So I should say, I was happy that Terry went back to work, not because oh. I don't love him and want to be with him, but because- Obviously. Yeah. But honestly, it's because him and the kids, it's just, it's like a powder keg, just waiting. It's too annoying. But he and I are great. Like, I have to say, I don't know about you guys, but- 
I feel like we went through cycles where at the beginning, like we were good and then we irritated each other for a while. And then all of a sudden we were great again. We got over the hump and we were fine. And we actually, we love spending time together. And our big thing is that some couples have hobbies and they hike or they play golf or whatever. Terry and I like to work. So we write books together and we have product lines together. We sell on shopping channels together. And so we, de- and we develop TV shows. So I'm working Your on Your partnership. Wow. Yeah, we really are. And so we have been sort of trying to sell a show like this for the last, I don't know, eight years. By the way, never give up. You just don't know. And You're then like- us hope. Right. And then finally, like the space time continuum comes together and, you know, someone says yes, which is like such a great thing. So we're doing this show. Um, It hasn't officially been picked up, but E put out a big press release about it. So we feel kind of confident that it's going in the right direction. Um, But it's like an internal and external makeover show for couples, because, you know, basically, you know, if we can survive reality television, I think we can survive basically anything. And so we're kind of like open our Rolodex and we we get everyone we know to come help all of these couples and see, you know, what's going to happen with them at that crazy like seven year mark. And there's a cool twist at the end. And it's really, it's fun. So have you started filming? We shot um, the pilot. Ooh. I have a question for you. Was reality TV really hard and is it something you would redo again it's incredibly hard first of all it's no joke i mean this is a job yeah it's not like it's not like oh we're gonna have some lunches and go on a trip it is a full-time job the algorithm is for every 30 hours you film 20 minutes makes it to the screen I heard that because I don't know who all your friends are, but um, I remember when, um, come on. Tamara? No, she's the singer. She had Eddie, Eddie Cibrian. And and Leanne Rimes. Yeah, and that they filmed so many, like a million hours. And (laughs) what we've heard, you know, through headlines, that they couldn't even get 30 minutes of entertaining television to put on air. (laughs) Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. it happens, but oh. yeah, it's a lot of filming. And so it's this huge job and it you're exhausted because then, you know, you actually have your other life, you're off camera. And I'm not saying it's not real what's happening on. It is, it's all real, but it's literally like having two completely different universes going yeah. on at the same time. And it's just, it's exhausting and it's mentally exhausting. It's a very difficult show to do. I cried a lot in those five years. It was hard on us. It was, I did. I cried. I drank. No, but you did a really good job. I feel like you came out on a side where people related to you and rooted for you and didn't turn. You didn't get trashed. You didn't. Yeah. People were really like, you stayed true. And that's what we took from it. Well, I appreciate that, but let's be honest. We have good years and we have bad years. And (laughs) And the truth is, like all of us, like everyone says douchey things, dumb things. We all trip. We all do those things. And you could make, you could film someone for a year and cut together two very different movies. You could do, show everything fabulous, your mom of the year, perfect friend, blah, blah, blah. Or you could show everything else and make you look like a douchebag. And now that's your movie. So like you're kind of beholden to whoever's editing. And that doesn't mean you didn't 
didn't do those things. It just means whomever is actually telling the story and putting it together, that's the way they see the story. And, and you don't get a sign off? Like you don't get to a, whoa, that's Wait, scary. was Terry supposed to be in the show as much as he was? Or did people just be like, we need him more <laughs> in the show? He's just like a good time. He just seems always like a good time. Like I just saved someone's life, but I have a good time. Yeah, he is a good time. But what's funny is for him, no, I mean, I think he was probably in the show as much as most guys are. Um, and, and towards the end, he wasn't in it that much because they were already starting to film Botched. So he was kind of busy doing that. And so he wasn't in it as much. But the funny thing about Terry and the thing that people don't understand about him is that there's TV Terry mm -hmm. and then there's real Terry. Mm -hmm. And so TV Terry's very outgoing and everything's a joke and blah, blah, blah. But in, in real life, he's um, a little edgier than that and he's not social at all. Oh, what? Yeah. He's like, he's a guy that doesn't like to go to parties. Like most of the time, the two of us go out. He would rather be alone with me out to dinner than with anyone else in the world, anywhere in the world. Well, that is lovely. Have you, have you been married for like 21 years? We've been married. Yeah. 21. I think in the, in December, we'll be together 24 years, something like that. Have you always liked each other? Like, okay, like, I'll tell you, our audiences tell us mostly are like working full-time moms and then they work, like very little help and they are schlepping. And I think a lot of people think relationships are perfect and they feel like they're failing and motherhood and thing. Have you always loved him like as much as you do? No, I've hated him. Okay. Come on. It's a normal relationship. But I think if you don't embrace those moments that you can't ever grow together and keep going. Now, look, if you've, you know, ended up with the wrong partner, there's no fixing that. Okay. So, so, so look, sometimes that happens. I've seen it happen with friends of mine. You make the wrong choice. You grow apart. Life throws you shit and you, that you just end up not where you're supposed to be. I got very lucky. You know, marriage is a leap of faith. You never know what's going to happen. But that's I got that's a That should be a um, tagline. It's a leap of faith because so many people choose their partners when they're so young and don't have enough life experience. And then they make a promise to one person. That it also takes the onus off failure that it's not you. It's like you didn't know what you know. So now you know and you're like, wrong decision, which is okay. Mm -hmm. It is, but uh, yes. And we got married a little. So we got married when I was 30 and he was 40. So 10 years had, apart? We're 10 and a half years apart. Whoa. Yeah, I, I'm like a seven-year-old with the half because I think it's important. <laughs> we agree. Wow. It's important. Yeah, so we, so we got married not at 22. So I feel like we were a little more developed. We both had careers. We had my own money. We, you know, we were like more formed. But even still, you go through changes. Like I, I just told you guys, like I was a full-time working actress, then a full-time working mom. That was very stressful. We moved from, I'm a New Yorker who, you know, transplanted to LA and then was dragged down to Orange County to like this suburb where I didn't have any friends and now I'm a stay-at-home mom. I mean, it was very difficult for me. And, you know, that was hard for us for a little while. But really the worst part, honestly, in all these years was when we were on Housewives. 
Oh. For, fi- for five years. Not the whole thing. It was like, <laughs> my, it was like my third season. Cause at first it's like, oh, this is amusing and ha ha. But like by the third season, he thought it was a big joke, the whole thing. So to him, it's funny, who cares? But when you're involved in it, I mean, just think about any friend drama you have in your life. Now blow it up times a million and put it on television and have everyone and their mother judge you for every single thing you do or say, and that's how you're living. And when your husband is considering all a joke and blowing it off, because you know he's a doctor and to him it is a joke, it was very difficult. And we started fighting and we were fighting about on the show, it looked like we were fighting about other things, but the truth was we were fighting about the show, but you can't really break the fourth wall like that. So we were fighting about the show, and I remember we got into an enormous argument and really, really bad, and it was the only time in our entire relationship that I thought, oh, shit, like, is this, is this an end? Is, the, is there something going to, are we going to end is that a possibility? This right. is the only so time. Sad. It was so sad. And it was the summer that Bruno Mars song came out when he's sitting at the piano and I oh, couldn't oh. stop crying. To this day, I can't listen to that song. But I, but I listened to it and I sat him down and I go, okay, so here's the deal. We either need to, number one, figure out how to do this show and fix our marriage. Or number two, we're getting off the show because it's not good for our marriage. And I refuse to continue like this. Right. And we did, we did the hard work and we went, we worked through it together and then, then it was fine. You stayed on the show and worked through it. Mm-hmm. And then he got a show. Yeah. But wait, I just have one cool question. Were you each other's first marriage? Yes. Huh? 40, he was 40. For, and you know, that was worrisome too. I'm like, wow. <laughs> But you know, because you wonder, because my mom was so funny, because we met and I was like, you know, I was on a TV show when we met, I was 27, he was 37 and a half, and um, that seemed close to 40 and very old to me. And so, you know, I wasn't really sure. My mother's like, he's a Jewish doctor that's never been married. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. He has no baggage. But it's true. I was like, at first, I was like, why isn't he, why isn't he married? But here's the thing about doctors. They either get married incredibly young yes. or they wait until they're like way out of school. Okay. All right. So he fit, he fit one of those. And then you start having kids now raising four children. I have four myself and Kat has three and then Kat got a dog. And I was like, I'm not going to get a dog. And now we're getting a puppy. Um, like, so your el- is your eldest 16? Is Max 16? Max and Nikki, the twins are 16. They're going to be, everyone's about to turn new ages in the fall. So they'll be 17. <laughs> okay. It's the rollover. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. So... In November, the twins will be 17, October cat will be 14, and Coco's December, she'll be 10. Oh, I just got my, my, one of my babies just turned 10. So Max comes out publicly on Instagram as yeah. bisexual. Yeah. Did you know that she was going to do that? And uh, how, how, how did you as a parent go through all that? How did you make her feel comfortable? How did she talk to you? Like, this is so interesting to parents because, you know, we were just even having a conversation about all sexuality and even talking to our audience, they didn't know what it meant to be fluid. And we were trying to describe all that. So talk to us about how that all went down for all of y'all. 
Yeah. So I grew up in a very 1950s household. Nothing was discussed. I didn't know what a period was. I thought I was dying. I mean, like I had to steal tampons from my aunt's house because my mother thought tampons were the devil. I mean, like, she was a great mom. I hate to say all that stuff, but that is just like the way she was raised. So that's what she imparted on us. I am the polar opposite. I have diarrhea of the mouth. I will talk about anything. I have given my daughter's dissertations on, you know, pubic hair through the decades and what, you know, like the bush and the landings and (laughs) anything. I will talk about absolutely anything. We also, Terry's half-brother is gay. So my kids have grown up, you know, understanding what gay means. And we've always had very open conversations in our household about everything. Um, and in the last several years, more specifically, because Coco, you may know our youngest dresses quote, like a boy. Right. So there's always been a lot of questions about Coco. Is she transgender? Do you care that she's a lesbian? I mean, you know, like all these questions constantly. So it's always been a conversation that's going on. Max has told me, told me that she was by like, I don't know a year ago, something. And then what was so funny is like, I think she forgot she told me because when she told me, (laughs) like we were in her room and she tells me, and she's like, don't be weird about this. And I'm like, not. But what's funny is I know generations are so different. Like she's almost a a little more buttoned up about feelings, more like my mom than me. So it's hard for her to discuss. But she tells me, and I I remember when she told me, I was like, yeah, it's cool. You know, a lot of women are fluid. You'll figure it out. Just, you know, love whoever you like, date her. And it was a very nothing conversation. And then four months later, she texted me and she goes, I have a secret. And I knew, by the way, I knew exactly what she was going to say. And I go, yeah. And she goes, I'm by. I go, yeah, I know. Remember the conversation in your bedroom and the whole, and so she goes, oh, right. Laugh out loud. You know, and she was just, I think she was trying to get comfortable mm-hmm. just talking about it. More. Saying it. Saying it out loud. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just been a continuous conversation where I've allowed her to lead everything. I don't ask her about it, not because I'm not interested, just because I wanted her to have that comfortability factor where she was ready. So, so we had been talking about it again, because I think she had met someone that maybe she was interested in. And so it was more and more of a conversation and different things. I come home from somewhere I was picking something up. I have my purse is like on my arm, like literally have not put the purse down. And I walk in the house and she goes, did you see my post? She wanted you to see? Yeah. And so I go, no, I didn't see your post. So I look at the post and I'm laughing because it's funny and so her. And and so I look at it, I go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love this. I'm so happy for you. I go, can I repost it? And she goes, yeah, sure. And I go, okay, but wait a minute you know that if I repost it, it's going to like be a thing. Like it's going to, you know, go viral. It's going to go around, you know, whatever I go, which I think is great, but this is your life and your business. And I just, you know, want you to be comfortable. And she was like, no, she goes, but what caption are you going to write? It's like, she wanted to make sure it was like worthy. Like, was my caption going to be funny? Was it going to be okay? (laughs) You know, whatever. So I wrote something really quick. Purse is still on the arm. And, and I showed it to her and she's like, yeah, great. So I hit send or whatever, I put it, and then the rescue dogs, because I was not getting dogs either, and now I have 
too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the dogs start barking and I'm like, crap. So I put the purse down and I go to the dogs and I forgot about it because it wasn't like a big yeah. revelation. Okay. But what I didn't do was like call my mother, call oh, my aunt, no. call my sister <laughs> because the dogs were barking. <laughs> Oh, that no. is the life of a mother. It's a shit you know, It's like you have this idea in your head, and that was kind of a big one. We like literally have these things. We're like, what were we just talking? About? I was in that story with you, not even thinking about those other people, and I can see the drops and the birth, and you probably have things in your hands. You have to make dinner, and, like, what the hell is and then you're on? like, oh right, you, all of you. Oh my gosh, right, right, that. Were and they so mad? Uh, well, I got the, uh, interesting that I had to hear about the fact that my niece is by on People Magazine. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry I had my purse. I tried to tell the story. No one really cared because they expected me to tell them previously. And the truth is, is that that's her business. And when you yes. ask me about being on a reality show again, here's the truth to that answer. Here's the answer to that question. I don't know what I just said, but here's the answer. <laughs> the answer is this. When your kids become a certain age, it's not your choice. And it's really not your choice the whole time. But like, you know, being in the public eye and and you guys too, you know, you talk about your children. They're part of your brand, if you will. And it's okay because you're not really, you know, divulging health information or something personal that would embarrass. I mean, we embarrass them, of course, but you know what I'm saying. But my kids got to a certain age, especially, you know, that teenager age where I couldn't make those decisions for them. So for me to be on a show like that now, I'm not sure it would work unless they wanted to do it because they're all at those ages where they would need to participate and they'd have to be okay with it. So like with Max, this is her life and she was ready to tell the world, by the way, my 1950s mother was mildly horrified. She didn't Mm -hmm. say that, but she had the tone. And it's not that she was horrified that she's bi, it's that why do people need to know? Right, 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 right. right. Yes, yes, yes. But what she's not understanding is the amount of people you can help by Mm -hmm. having these conversations. And to your point earlier, I mean, the thousands of messages that I've received from parents that whose children killed themselves because they were so tortured and they had no place to go and no one to talk to and, and all this stuff. It's been amazing. And actually, Max is starting a podcast. Amazing. Yeah, which I think is so cool. And she wants to talk about everything. She wants to talk about being fluid. She wants to talk about being in therapy. She wants to talk about her anxiety. She wants to talk about, you know, what it's like to be in the spotlight growing. All these things that I think are so helpful, not just for other teens to listen to, Mm -hmm. but honestly, for the parents, right? Yes. Is she going to have you on as a guest so her audience can hear from like a parent's perspective? Uh, I think she might have me on. She's been on my show a few times. She's been amazing, like very, very smart, really well-spoken. I think she's going to have some teachers on and maybe even have her therapist on. Awesome. And I think she'll have her twin brother on and, you know, like... Are they close? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Besties. Oh, amazing. Are all of them besties or do they fight? Fight. So we have okay. two camps. We definitely have two camps. So Max and Nikki, the twins, uh-huh. and then the other two. Uh-huh. So 
you know, and they're a four-year age spread, the two younger girls. And so they used to be super tight, but now that Katarina's almost 14, like that's awkward. But what I've told all of them is this. Once the last of you turns 21, you're all the same age. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's I love true. that. I love it's that. It's true, you are. Yeah, yeah forget I, about it. Get over it. You yeah. can pop a white claw legally, dear. You're all the same age. Oh, so so in Canada, we're all the same age at 19. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Why are you moving to Idaho? Yeah, and my, my mouth dropped. And what are you going to do there? And it's cold there. So what are you going to do? Why? Okay, well, you know I'm from the East Coast. So I actually yes. miss the seasons. And I'm not a skier, but two of my kids are snowboarders. And we go to Aspen, but Terry's really bad at altitude. Like really, really bad with altitude. Yeah. Like it's sick? Like a pussy. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, so. I would break, you know, that those little things like that make me unattracted to people. Is that crazy? Like, no, I get like. I totally like, get it. Okay. Not that I would be attracted to Terry or not attracted to him, just in general. Side note when we go on airplanes, she gets vertigo, <laughs> and I'm still into you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but. <laughs> Remember, I like, I'd break up with you a few times over things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, I get it though. That's it's totally irritating. But here's the thing: the reason why I'm okay with it, not okay with it, but I've figured it yeah. out. I've worked it out, I should say, is because all right. So what happened was, as all this lockdown went down and everything, and we have like a really fabulous place to quarantine. I'm not gonna lie. Like if you have to quarantine, the Dubrow home is like mm. a really nice place to be. And you got a pool. And we got a pool, but. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you live. At some point, you got to leave, right? (laughs) You got to go somewhere else. Anyway, so we have friends that have these second homes. It's never really been on my bucket list to have a second house or anything like that. But this friend of Coco's has this lake house in Idaho. And I was having these fantasies about having this lake house. And Terry's like, yeah, whatever, sister. Weirdly, while I'm having my lake house fantasy, my best friend says to me, we're going out of town next week. And this was like two months ago. I'm like, what do you mean you're going at? No one's going anywhere. Where are you going? She's like, well, we have to go to Idaho because we bought a lot and we're building this house. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And it happens to be in the same community as this other person and the whole thing. So I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. So I go online, I start looking this up and my fantasy continues. Long story short, they end up going back a few weeks later and we went with them. And while we're there, I fell in love. Terry, who absolutely was 100% against this, could not deny how fabulous it was. And and weirdly, weirdly, in this community, we know like five families. That's weird. Like from LA that we ran into. And here's what I like about it. All right, so go with me on this. If you've ever been to like a bougie ski place or something, it's like a, not only is the whole skiing thing a lot of work, and as you know, with kids in the cold, I mean, by the time you put those children in their gear, you need a nap. I mean, it's just yes. that you don't even want to go or outside. Nap. It's, it's you know, it's wet. Yeah. And then they're all dressed up and then someone has to pee and then you have to take everything. I mean, it's just like such a disaster. And for women, especially in these bougie places, you have to be dressed. 
Oh, the outfit. I never feel that pressure, just so you know. Because I love that. Yeah, never. I would grow. I would, yeah, We no. might feel it if we went somewhere. I don't think we ever would. Well, but you we, would. I would. Oh, yeah. Case but you bougie, might. Yeah. But you might if you were, like, in a circle of people that did and or yeah. if you knew, like, someone was going to take a picture of you or, like, there's, like, an added <laughs> sense of pressure with that kind of thing. So here's what I liked about Idaho. It's gorgeous. I love the lake. I love the trees. But the best thing about it is it's very chic, but it's so casual. This is a no makeup, casual feel. And to me, I love, I mean, to me in my day-to-day life, like I went out and met a girlfriend last night um, for socially distanced drinks at Javier's and I didn't have a stitch of makeup on and I felt great. Okay, how far is it from LA to Idaho? So there's a direct flight. It's, I think, two and a half hours. That's it? So do you use this Idaho house in the lake in the summer? And then the... Is and it for, then for like, you have, you have like a Christmas but tree you room. keep this house? Yeah. I would keep this house. So this is like a this is like a May through October house, but they do a big Thanksgiving there. And then in the winter... Um, it's about 30 minutes from the slopes. So for my two kids that love it, it's really close by. But you know what I really see? I mean, first of all, I mean, you guys tell me what you think, but I think that the ripple effects of this pandemic is going to go on for five years. And I am just sort of envisioning this place that we can go to as a family and kind of like get off the grid a little bit and disappear and force Terry to take more time off. Heather, can I say one thing? I think that I, I, uh, what you're saying, like, I think there's such a, a, if you can have a place where your family wants to go to when they get older and they want, you can take them and make memories and they can have friends and you can like sort of hunker down with somewhere. I grew up with a cottage up north with my family and like, it was nothing fancy, but it was a place where we would all gather. And I think that when you're in the city or wherever you live, you, you don't gather because there's not a reason to gather. So in my opinion, the only reason I would do something, I want a pool in my backyard so I can have people to gather because it gets hot in Toronto. And you the know? memories of your cottage, like those were the biggest yeah. memories you have. So my dream as a mom is to find a place where my kids want to always come back to or gather with me as grownups, as with their kids. And I want to be the reason. And it's not just me. And I don't take it personally that they get busy. I just think that you don't think about it till it's too late. And you have to have a place that they want to go to. Although they love you, they need more than that. Well, it's very interesting. I agree with all of that. So I read an article a few years ago saying that kids like to go back to the same place over and over again. And here we are killing ourselves to build new experiences and all this stuff when they really like that consistency one of the things I really like about this, so my parents had got um, had bought a second home when I was about 18, oh. out in the Hamptons. So we lived in New York. So it was out in the Hamptons. And my memories of that are twofold. Number one, same as you, like all the family together and family events. Not that my family was so like, you know, but fabulous in that respect. But I do have nice memories of the cousins gathering. But really... My parents, who were so controlling, were super cool about that house, meaning they weren't there. And they'd be like, you guys go, bring your friends, do your thing. And so we would go with our friends to this house and have the 
best time for years. And that's my memory. And what I want to do, because my thing always is being a parent is about, you know, creating healthy, independent, independent functioning humans that can go off and do their own thing. And as much as I love them and I want to gather with them too, I know that they have their own lives. They will have their own lives. And I want them to have those experiences. You know, I got that. So, you know, I want them to go to college and like say, hey, mom, do you, would it be okay if I bring like five guys to the house and we're going to go scam? Yes, go have a great time. Yeah. I'll make sure the fridge is stocked for you. Just I That's I what that. I want. Yeah, you want them to make you want a place to make memories and for them to make memories. I want that's that too. The, I, yeah, we're gonna do I that. that too. We'll do that together. Let's Don't do that. worry. That's what we do. And you're so close to your best friend, the lot that you bought to build on. Oh, come on! Are the kids friends? They're a little older, so they're uh, it's mm. it doesn't line up like that. But I have to say, you know, what's funny about that is that. I remember when I was growing up, my parents had friends that were like much older and then they had friends that were much younger. And I was like, that is so weird. Like, why are you hanging out? Not that these friends of mine are old, they're not. But I'm saying, <laughs> like, why are you hanging out with these old people? And this was the best piece of advice my mom ever gave me. And she was like, you know, it's really important to have friends that have all different stages because you learn so much from people that have already been through it. And you get a different perspective from people that are younger than you and haven't been through it and maybe just have a different perspective. My, my dad told me the same thing, although it was a bit of a different spin. He was more about, um, he was like, you know, cause you'll get to a certain age and then everyone will just drop off at once. And you'll have no more friends. <laughs> I was like, oh. well, he's a very practical man. <laughs> Literally. He's like, you know, you'll hit the eighties and you'll be alone. So you gotta have, you gotta have multi-generational oh friends. So you're not alone when you're older. And I was like, all right, dad, thanks for that. Um, you have, to, you have to cast your friend group well. Okay, all right. <laughs> We've got some work to do because we only hang out with each other. I mean, we're in a phase of young children. You know when you're in a phase of young children yeah, and you're... Yeah, she does. And one yes. day we're going to be more social. Well, I don't know who we're going to... It's not about No, us. you don't. I think you actually weirdly go in the other direction because, you know, the mom friends especially you guys know with the first kids, you have lots and lots and lots of mom friends. And when you get down to the fourth, you know, I don't even know who any, I barely know who the no, children are. No. I think I know the name of one mother. Yeah. I got nobody. But sure. even my beginning group, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think you, as you get older, you realize that it, some people are just too much drama and it's mm -hmm. just not worth it. And you know what? Life is short the days go by so fast, even now. I mean, it's just so crazy how fast the day, I mean, yeah, the weeks are long, but I mean, the days yes. go by fast. And, and you know- That's my biggest not, fear right now is that I feel like sometimes I'm wishing away the days to find out what's next with COVID. Like, I'm like, we don't know if kids are going back to school. We don't know what's happening. And we can't, we, we are stuck in pause. And although we're trying to push forward, I, I, I do sometimes, I can't wait for the, the next. But we're so like that. I know. I want, and I, I'm like, oh, Kat, don't wish away the days. Don't wish them we away. We are giving our children the best fucking COVID experience they could ever imagine. We're doing a great job. But I'm, I'm waiting for us. Yeah, I, I peaked a long time ago, just so you know, with COVID. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I had so done now. Oh yeah, I had themed dinners. I had lots of fun, and yeah. I'm done. 
it's time to get up there. So number one, by the way, uh, my husband and I love watching Botch because I'm in Canada and I didn't start from the beginning. Is that show over or is it still happening? Because no, I'm still, still seeing episodes I've never seen. They're back oh. filming now, season seven. Great. My, I, that can't end for me. My, hus- my husband loves Botch. Yeah. My <laughs> husband. My husband is oh, a big yes. fan of Botch. Yes. And uh, her husband and I are always talking about things we'd like to change and we should do it together at the same time. He was a <laughs> hockey player and his nose is like mashed and he always gets actually watched an episode where he's yeah. he's a guy he went to go look at his nose because he snores and I put on all the sound machines so loud and he complains that I have it so loud. I'm like, Well you snore, so I need it loud. Anyways, he went to go look at his his third nose job, two were for hockey, and this would be one to fix, but they were like, You have to cut your rib out. And then put your thing in your like, nose. They do that shit then... all the time on on Fox. You'll be fine. And I was like, no you're not. Deal. You're not. You're not taking time off. From, you can't leave me right now. Yeah, you yeah. have to stay yeah. together until until the children are a bit older. You can't do this to me. <laughs> so when are we going to get to see Seven Year Stitch? Well, I'm hoping soon. You know, we can't film anything right now. There's no. I, I know filming is very difficult. Even on botched right now, it's crazy. Even in Terry's regular practice, because the protocols, especially for surgery, are very strict, as you can imagine, and how many times everyone has to be tested. Right? You know, Terry and Paul get tested every week. Up their nose. Mm-hmm. And by the way, up the nose is the only test. Can we just end that right oh. now? All okay. everyone at home right now that's doing the finger prick test, it's bullshit. That's not a test. Don't do that. Heather, uh, I, I think that Canada is um like we're we are just opening. We had one case, one case, and we're just opening Ontario, up. We're right? just opening up our playgrounds, like net, like on Friday. Like there's no restaurants, there's no bars. Everything's at patio, six feet apart. And everything. Wear a mask. Is, like, we're doing such a good job here. Oh, we're locked down. Like we're still mage, 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 mage locked down. One in Ontario, one in Toronto, and in, in, in a seven million person city, one one case. Which is amazing. And you know what's so sad about California is that Newsom did such a good job shutting us down so fast. But then everyone went so crazy. It's like they, it, it reminds me of like parents and kids. It's like the kids were so horrible. They finally said, fine, you want to go out? Go out. Yeah. Right. And see How, what happens. How'd that work out for us? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient. So you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine. So we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nat. I know you're, he was the first to just shut it down. It seems so fast, but then 
Shit. Okay. So can I talk about you guys now? Sure. Okay. I don't think we have anything interesting to say, but okay. No, you do. I love you guys. You're so funny and you're so real. And I just love you guys sitting in your car, hiding from your kids. It's like the best thing ever. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in my driveway and not gone inside. Heather, I had just told Kat today, I was like, let's go and we do our live in our Facebook live show every day um, in our car and we do all of our videos. And during COVID, that has been my safe place. I told her, I go, the car is just so comfortable. It's not that she has the most comfortable car, but I feel so free. Like there's air conditioning. We're together. The kids can't get in. It's the best place ever. And it's mobile. You can move. Oh yeah. Nowhere to go, but yes. Yes, but you can move. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, we, All right, we, we so went, listen. Yeah, we even go like grocery shopping together because it's just fun when we're together. We went to a furniture store for no reason today. Just to walk around. Just so we had an excuse not to go home. Do you match your mask? No, we, 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 we're the girls who scour the car to find a mask. We have 100 <laughs> masks between us. But then, then we, we, all, we head out with one and we have to take turns going to the store. Yeah, we're that mom. Oh my God, that's so funny. All right, listen to this. So um, Coco, like I said, I don't know any of her friends or her parents, their parents. And she, they started a new school. And so like, I'm trying to integrate her. And I was thinking they were going to go back to school. So we got invited to this socially distanced quarantine Olympics party at their house. So cute. And the mom is fabulous. And she set up this beautiful thing. And she did a great job. I mean, literally a huge table so everyone could sit two seats apart and outdoor activities and just really, really great. Wow. So we're sitting there and I don't know these women and they're super nice. There was five of us. Okay. Is it just moms? No, the guys were there too. Although Terry, I told you, not social. You know, either he has to work or he has to quote work I had one. couldn't make it for that yeah and what was so funny was I said oh Terry couldn't be here and one of the husbands starts laughing and he was like oh I love him even more he didn't come <laughs> I have one I he totally one. right you get it so he's not social he was like did not want to go and he and by the way he was like trying to say this is it's not okay I can't be close to people I'm like they're socially distancing no no he just didn't want to go anyway so there's four guys and five women, but we were kind of like hanging with the girls and we're sitting there and I don't know how it came up, but basically two of the women at this table told me that they have not slept in the same room as their husband for six, at least six years. Both of them? Yeah. Two out of these four women. Are they friends and they knew that about each other? Yeah. And did the does the husband snore? There was some talk about that from one of them, but like you know, so I had I remember Terry telling me a lot like years ago that there a study was done saying that couples would actually sleep better if they slept a different. And he snores too, so I have a similar issue with the white noise and the whole thing. Basically, I just poke him and he turns over and and yeah, like that, and then he's fine. But I thought, God, that's so fascinating. And I I didn't want to be judgy about it, but I was totally judgy about it. 
And then I thought about it later and did a judgy and not judgy thing all at the same time. So I don't really know how I feel about it. So I kind of just wanted to talk to you about like, do you you guys know anyone like this? Okay. Okay. So when I first started dating my husband and I, I'm pretty sure none of his family, like, well, I don't know if they do listen to your podcast or mine, but I mean, it's the truth. I went to their house and the mom had the master bedroom and the dad had another bedroom and I thought that was the weirdest thing and I didn't really say anything and I thought it was so strange and then when like the younger brother he brought his girlfriend over I'm like she's gonna see it what she can think and the problem was is the kids never explained why or what it was they just left it like yeah my dad sleeps there my mom sleeps there and I'm like that is so weird came back told my family they don't sleep in the same room like all of this stuff and now he hears Kat and I talking about how we, I have, we have such great sleeps when we're not there. We have long pillows. We hug them. We put them between our legs. Like when we go away together and the husbands come to visit, we can't wait for the next night when they're gone so we can have the beds to ourselves. And my husband looks at me and goes, you remember when you thought my parents were weird? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I think that realistically we would sleep better alone, right? Like when you are real, like factually, you have a better sleep when someone is not moving, tossing, turning, like stealing your blood. I don't even, I would even oh my get gosh. my own blanket by myself yeah, and he could have his, you know? Well, I we really- have a, we have an electric blanket that's dual. So I can like heat my side the way I like it and he can I heat think, I don't side. think love and the same bed go hand in hand, and really. You know what we say? We worked so hard. Like the whole thing is, and, and for people who co-sleep, that's a different situation. We don't. Uh, you, you spend all of your children's life creating the opportunity for them to be independent enough to sleep alone you always have your own bed there's books for you for sleeping on your own now all of a sudden you've had your bed to yourself the whole time and now it's like now you sleep with a person you grow up you become a grown-up and you You lose your independence of your own bed like my teddy all he wants they're in bunk beds he wants to have a double bed or a queen bed my bed me too he finally (laughs) is gonna get one just to find out in a, in a, you know, a decade, someone will be joining you and you will have a single again. That is so funny. I've never heard it put that way because here I'm having a problem with Coco because she won't sleep. I have to lay with her. We'll talk about that afterwards. But like, it's the same thing. It's funny. You're totally right. You grow up and regress. Yes. Yes. What Weird. is that? I all, right, all right. But, but. How many times has it been the middle of the night mm-hmm. and you have that conversation? I, you, you thought I was going to say have sex. We really don't do that. It's never happened at 2.30 in the morning when we roll over and have sex. I don't care. I don't know who does that. I think that's totally weird. I mean, it's not weird. I'm judging again. It might be weird. <laughs> I don't know. We don't do that. Yeah. But yes. we sometimes in the middle of the night have the best conversation ever. You wake up in the middle of the night and start talking? Well, you guys are still young, but you got to pee when you get older in the middle of the night. <laughs> and so, but like even, but even when we were younger, I'm kind of kidding, but like even when we were younger, kind of, but when we were first together, I remember when we first got married and, you know, he had, you know, he came from a lot of broken homes. Mom was married twice. His dad was married three times. Like it was like a shit show. And so he, it was a big deal for Terry to get married. And um, I remember right after we got married and it was the middle of the night and he'd be like, I would move or something. He'd be like, are you okay? Are you okay? And we would have like that. that. 
that moment where we were like, we're family now and, you know, we're each other's person. And so that sort of solidified us. But over the last almost quarter of a century, there have been many times either something something's bothering one of us or it's just random or we're excited about something. So, you you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, whatever it is, or one of the kids gets up and, you know, you put them back to bed and now you're up or whatever it is over the years, there have been conversations that have happened in the middle of the night that I just treasure. And I feel like if we didn't sleep in the same bed, that never would happen. Heather, I have never heard this before. Me neither. Never heard about really? this. Me neither. Have you ever asked other people if they, if they have these conversations? No. Do you think that's weird? No. I think it's amazing. Lovely. But very unique. Yeah, very. If I start talking, I'm not going back. And like, if he starts talking, I'm like... <laughs> Time. <laughs> that is so you. And I'd be so worried that I would get so caught up that yeah. I wouldn't be able to fall back asleep. And what's so important? No Tell me in the morning. Yeah, let's talk in the morning. Give me a call when you're at work. <laughs> so that is pretty. That's pretty special. Yeah, that is. That. Okay. Well, do you cute. make? Do you wake up in the middle of the night and have sex ever? Is that? Uh, a no. Okay. All right. So then, so do you think it's weird that they're sleeping in the separate bedrooms? Because I. I, and maybe this is a society thing, but I just wonder, like, what would our kids think? I know. And, oh, and by the way, oh. you think I'd be getting the master? Actually, well, my mother-in-law has it. <laughs> yeah, trust me. That would be a whole nother ball of wax. Although, you I don't know, maybe for him masters. to sleep alone, he'd be willing to have the guest room. I should ask. You know what? Yes, you should, you should ask. ask. Maybe tonight, in the middle of the night, you can have that call. <laughs> <laughs> Tap, tap, tap. Honey, you think you want to go to the guest room? Yes. <laughs> and also, before we build the house in Idaho, should we have two masters? Yeah, now? there you go. Um, Might as well um, figure it out now before we build. Two masters and a poom poom room. Yeah, a red room. Oh. Oh. He's not that guy. <laughs> He's just not. He's not an adventurer like that. Okay. Okay. That's well, fine. That works for some. Yeah. I know. But most people think that I, because you know, fancy pants and all that, most people think that I'm probably totally frigid and, and cold. Oh and, no, I do no, not take I'm that I'm definitely the sexual one in our relationship. I, t- I take that from you. I take that from you too. Oh, you do? Yeah, you yes. got energy, you move. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, there's, yes. there's, it's like, I feel like you're- You probably put great outfits on. Yeah, yeah for And the sure. way how you walked around the room, you just- I yes. know. I don't because he's not a lingerie guy. He's not a guy. The only thing I ever did, I've talked about this before, but one time I did dress up as a sexy Teletubby. And he- Was <laughs> it Halloween? No, no. A Teletubby. Like the big characters that, that are fluffy? Yeah, but you know, there's a place called Trashy Lingerie and they make like a slutty version of it that's hot. No, no. I don't know. We don't know. Is it dot .com? We're .ca over here. <laughs> yeah, well, we try it. Go look amazing. at it. I don't know if they're online, but they might be. Go check that out. That's so funny. That's a weird fetish. I, I mean, I'm not judging. We don't judge. Oh, no, you judge away. And I even sent it to the dry cleaners because I wanted to wear it again. Oh, he liked it. He did. So you're a character, like you do kids. Oh, wait, I think it, isn't Teletubby kids characters? Yes, I think it's yeah. kids show. It yeah, was, I know it was one, day, but it was like you know years ago. But it's so funny. He's just not that guy. He's not. Um, he likes naked. He's not like <laughs> I wanted to wear something. He's sexy. a guy. 
Yeah, he'd be like, if you need it to put you in the right. mood, by all means, like whatever. But he likes naked. Okay, okay. Well, that's very easy for you. Yeah, it's yeah. not expensive. Except he's a plastic surgeon, so he sees everything very perky and like in with the right he, places. And he but sees he also naked. sees a lot of bad stuff. That's true. A lot of botched shit. He does. He sees a lot of that. So he loves the fact that I have real breasts and he loves the fact that I haven't had plastic surgery and it kind of is great and it kind of sucks all at the same time because like he wouldn't want to, like, I, I always like, I keep pulling my neck and stuff, but you know, no one wants to operate on their wife. Yeah, you I know. don't have plastic surgery and you'd married to fucking Terry. Yeah. Well, not yet. You never know. And right. it's, it's, not like, it's not like I don't get anything. Like I do right. a little Botox. I mean, that's not surgery though. No, no. Botox. I like Sculptra. Do you know what, what that is? Is that filler? No. It's not a filler. It's not a filler like collagen. I don't get filler. I was kind of blessed with nice cheeks. But when you get like thin, you like get hollow or even as you get older, you get like certain hollow areas and like in your temples and in like the hollows of your cheeks. So this was something that was invented for AIDS patients and it, they inject it in you and it regrows your own collagen. So it's oh, kind beautiful. of like a easier, more natural, not like a weird looking filled up thing. Okay. So I like, so I like that. I might very well have that in my face. I often don't ask what's going on. It's better not to know. No, no. Just carry on. As long as everything keeps moving. Okay, one more sex thing that I need to know about. So there was a a story recently about this woman who said she put this out on Facebook to like 20,000 people that she's decided that when she turns 65, she's not having sex anymore. She's told her husband she's done. He has until she's 65 and then it's over. I bet she'll change her mind. How old is she? I think she's 50. I think she's going to change her that mind. That's a random thing to put out there, number one. And also, have we not heard about all the promiscuity, promiscuity that yeah. happens in old folks' homes? No, she's changing her mind. Yeah, she's changing her mind, 100%. So what is that thing? Because I always feel like the, that it's always the big joke that like women hate sex. Right. I, you know, we had this deep conversation Hi. about this, and this Just might be me together? In, yeah, inappropriate. As I say, deep conversation, we talk about sex, but... Um, the thing with the old folks home or something No, else. no, that we often say, okay, this is crazy. This is like, that what if you were married to a partner mm. and then and then you got, you had sex with... I don't think, I think that sex and marriage get complicated because you're always navigating tasks and things together. So if you're running a company... But then there's this like sex thing. There's nothing to do with all that. You're frustrated about the budget, let's say. And he's like, no, we can't afford that. And you're like, but I want that. And I work for this too. And then, you know, there's always this thing that you will, there's, it's never just, can I go to the grocery store? It like, there's always something that you have to ask or do. So that gets complicated. And and at the same time right now, we are in the thick of it with all these kids and all these decisions and all that. And COVID. So sleeping with strangers, there's no strength. It would just be easy. Just wham, you're out. The point is, I don't want to do that. But when we talk about women who are in marriage and sex, I think that men can just be like, I want to have sex. It's fun. What's wrong with you? Because it's not really emotional for them. Right. And and women are like- Like brushing your teeth. 
Yeah. Yes. And women are like, I really, I love you. I love you. But getting there right now is not like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so really tired. Spent. And he's like, I don't get it. Cause I mean, I, this could not be for all men, but I know for my husband, he could have had the longest day of his life, potentially be hungover from the night before, and not slept, not slept, fall asleep on the couch. But when he comes upstairs, ow, I'm like, Ha, not me. I when I get up to those soft sheets, I just want to go to bed and <laughs> there. I think it's just he needs to change your sheets. <laughs> it makes, it makes make them really rough. rough. So it's uncomfortable. Some you know? really uncomfortable, terrible, <laughs> bumpy mattress. Keep you up. Yeah, he yeah. Sh- he shouldn't allow me to have a warm bath. And often, bed. when women get into bed, it's the it's the only time they have alone. So when you get in bed, you're it's like a signal of like. I can breathe for a second until someone wakes up and needs me. But I really think it's just, and and it's expectations of marriage and sex. And it's not that women don't want to have sex. It's just, we're not understood in a way that is, you know, I don't think men understand how we work and our brains work and our bodies work. Okay, well, I think there's definitely ages and stages to this conversation because the yes, truth is, true. When, I agree with you. When your children are young, especially people who breastfeed, I mean, God bless you. I mean, I, to have people like just sucking on you all day long and then expect to like perform and have sex, no. And I remember I had the little kids. I That is like being in the trenches, I always say. But my thing was always with Terry is that I was very careful to always plan that night. Not wow. like, not like sex at three o'clock, not oh. like that, but like, you know, okay, I'm going to make sure there's a sitter on this night. I'm going to make sure I have time to take a nap and I am going to, you know, make sure that we can have sex and it's a thing. And it doesn't, it's not every night. And by the way, it doesn't even have to be every week for goodness sakes, especially during those times and these times, but it just has to happen because I really honestly believe that the sex and, and, and con- the connectivity of having sex with your partner is so important. And I think when you I lose know. it, Hard to we get agree. Back. We totally agree. We 100%. Know, we know if we go too long without doing it, it, it mean it, it's like it's like we can't we can't even talk to each other. And then we have sex, and then we get we can get connected, and we flow again. It's totally we understand it. I think it's just a lot of people put it like you're a bad wife if you don't or you don't love each other. And I just think that 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 myth has to be debunked so women aren't beating themselves up about another thing. And I think it's a communication thing too that people don't always understand each other and. You know, sometimes our husbands get like, you know, they kind of take it personally that we're like, we don't need you, we choose you. And I I don't need you. I don't need you today. I don't need you tomorrow. But I choose to have you here every day. Oh my God, I love that. I'm saying that to Terry. I don't need you today. I don't need you tomorrow. I choose you. I love you. And and when you got married, you were an independent woman with your own money. You chose him because you loved him, not because he you needed him to be able to like give you a life. Not a codependency. You had a life. And some people do have codependencies and they do need and men thrive on them. A lot of men want to know that you that it's secure knowing you need them because they're like okay without them. You know it's like a safety. It's like a get out of jail free card. Like, well you need me. So you know what? You're stuck with me. And men like having someone around it's proven statistically men do better married than women do 
And that's just something that, you know, we, we often don't talk about. So when we just try to make women feel like, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes we, the, a lot of pressure gets put on us as women to do everything and be everything. And then, you know, be a sex goddess in the bedroom and bang and body and our boobs up to our neck. And we're supposed to be amazing. And the men just get to show up. And that's just something with their beer bellies. We just try Nobody to cares. we just try to let women know, you know, that sometimes there's a, a huge amount of pressure on you, and you know, letting you know that you know just because you don't want sex every night doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just or them. Or, yeah, you could just be like, oh, I'm so done. You know, I'm done. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's why, that's why I kind of fell in love with you guys when I, when I discovered you is because how real you are, because I really became so irritated with everyone's bullshit Instagram pages of perfection and all the social media and everything, because it's, it's unattainable and it's not true. And that's why, like for me personally, and you guys do the same thing. When I do an Instagram story, I'm like, I got hair poking out. I mean, my mother has texted me afterwards and been like, lipstick, something, anything. Could you have my done that? All the time. Natalie, could, could you just just some just if we do a era. segment and I we don't look great, she's like, what were you doing? You two look terrible. My mom's like, did you even brush your hair before you went and did that segment, Natalie? And she's amazing and nice, but if if one of us doesn't look right, or or you know we are not coordinated for a segment or something, <laughs> like, the first one. I go, how was the segment? Yeah, it was good. Did you brush your hair? Yeah, the cat could use a little gloss. We know everything. <laughs> that is so funny, but I do think like after the kids leave, I mean that's a whole other segment for your life. And that's when I, a lot of times I'm seeing the women like it's like the joke, like the men are like, oh, you know, my wife, Lola, and she's like, oh, do I have to do it again? Like that kind of thing. But that makes me sad. And what it makes me wonder is, did they not stay connected during the trenches years? And that's why I think it's so important to stay connected during those times, especially when the kids are so little. 
Did you guys, we hear from a lot of people that even if you don't necessarily, well, you know, we, we talk to a lot of therapists and we have a teen and tween group that's anonymous for, for moms to come in and talk about the kids we can't talk about anymore unless we have their permission. And we were talking about therapy and we're like, she's like, I think the therapy should be like a regular thing. So you keep the lines of communication open when life is busy. And we said, what about like, when you come and you're like, I think we want to get divorced. Can we work through this? She said, the chances when it's gotten that far are not very good. Do you guys go to regular therapy together or you just you have great communication that is such a great question no one's ever asked me that Ooh, what's the um, <laughs> when, we, when we were on housewives they it's it's protocol um and it might be a legal thing they offer you a okay. therapist so okay. there's a therapist kind of like on call for all cast members we okay. never partook of that and I think therapy is an incredible thing, but we have never gone to therapy. When we got really low at that point that I was telling you guys about earlier, when we got really low, we talked about it. And I think if we hadn't been able to get through it in that period of time, we would have. And I don't know why. And it may have just been, if I'm kind of remembering it correctly, we really hadn't found someone to go see, because that's also a thing too. Like, who do you call? And I didn't want to go to the person from the show and you you have to get recommendations from people. But I feel like by the time we were sort of doing that, we had worked through it. Terry and I um, are not perfect. Our marriage is not perfect. We are not perfect people by any stretch of the imagination. But I think something about us is that we like to learn and we're willing to learn, and we're always willing to grow. And that's one thing that we've done really, really well together. I feel like as we've gotten older, we've both grown as individuals, and we've really grown as a couple. We've learned how to fight. We've learned how to make up. We've learned how to communicate. I mean, honestly, even recently, like we got into a fight about something, and I just texted him and I go, this means nothing. This will not matter a month from now, why are we doing this? And he was like, yeah, right. Anyway, what are we having for dinner? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I love that. And, and I didn't hold on to it. I didn't, you just, you know, you have to learn all of those things. So we've never done therapy, but I, I kind of wish we had, and I still don't rule it out for the future because I think yes. there's something really great about having that person to talk to like an outside person. Um, but I, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, Max is in therapy um, and because she's anxiety and she's going to talk about it on our show, but it's been amazing for her and I've loved it for her. And, you know, we have very open lines of communication with all the kids. So anyone that needs anything gets the help that they need. And I think it's great. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that. And also, you know what I, I can tell from the Insta stories where you're right, it just feels like really home, like family sitting together and you and him, you can tell there's a friendship, and which obviously comes from mutual respect. You guys seem like you can laugh together and all of that. But when you said, um, you, you know, uh, that sometimes it's not worth it to have those fights, people always ask us, like every single time someone has an opportunity to ask this question, do you two fight? And we're like, this relationship is too important and it's too like, you know, it's a too important as a friendship. We've become family now that all those little things, like he said, you're right. Forget about what's for dinner. Like we barely, we barely even get to that place because we, th- this, this women can get along in that fight really well. Crazily enough. So, yeah. so that brings up a good point that, well, you'll, are you, are either of you guys in therapy with your husbands? No. Okay. No. 
No, but it brings up a good point. You guys are so able. And by the way, I wouldn't ask you that because I would assume that is what the answer would be because it's very mm-hmm. obvious the love and respect you have for each other. And you know, come on, you're very, very lucky. You found mm-hmm. a soulmate who you can yes. work with, hang with. Kids are great together. It's perfect. You got to- So lucky. You protect it. Yes. Why aren't we, and I don't mean you and me, but all of us, why aren't we able to do that then with our significant others? I know why. Because there's expectations. A friendship, that's why women are so powerful together, have very little expectations together. You come, you want nothing but the, if it's a true friendship, I want nothing but the best for her. Same with my spouse, but she has zero expectation of me to do something, to share something, to go somewhere. It's like friendships meet on the most pure level where a relationship often gets complicated because of shared ideologies of parenting and and budget and how your house is going to look and where you're going to, you know, everything that you have to actually split in your life 50-50 in a really weird way. And you have to agree on everything in order to move or on a lot of things to move your day forward where friendship, it's often just to come together to enjoy each other and then to be there for each other when one is falling down and you pick the other one up and that's it. And like, I've been watching her and her husband, they've done an amazing job. They're building a new house and it's been like almost a year and it's been crazy, but all the conversations (laughs) that they've been having, I'm like, thank God it's not us having these because they don't seem like they're, they're not, not fun. fun. No. And, and there's a lot of a budget and a lot of decisions and it kind of takes away from the And then you're raising human beings on top of that who have their own issues and you're managing those people's lives. And you might think that there's an SOS and he might be like, it's not a big deal. And you're like, but it is, you know, there's a lot. And then you come to your girlfriend and you're like, Let's and then you fun. unload and she's like, smile. And you know, and we talk to each other when this going on. I really, each other's therapy I really. think marriage is amazing. And I, I think that it can be like, you know, we're very fortunate. We got good ones. The husbands like and yeah. he's a great co-worker, but it's not to say it's not as simple as yeah. friendship. And it's mm-hmm. not as easy mm-hmm. as friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's not just pure friendship because there's the expectations that go into the marriage. It, there's both- a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of layers to it. I have to say, I think that it's so funny because I look at you two and I, and I feel like I was there. And now that I'm here, I think what happened with Terry and I, if I really look at it, because I would, I would have said the same exact thing you're saying right now. Um, okay. at 10 years ago. Yeah. But I think what's happened for us in the last decade is we got to a place where w- the two of us, not that this happens for everyone and that's okay, but we realized that we are partners, meaning we were always partners, but not just partners like we're married, not just that we're raising kids, not, but I think like something with the, like creating content together and creating businesses together and seeing our children mm-hmm. on the precipice of leaving the house mm-hmm. because the twins will be gone in two years. But like sort of seeing that transition happen, I think, again, this is the next phase of life that we're entering into. And look, I still have a nine-year-old. It's not like, you know, we're going to be empty nesters anytime soon, but I'm seeing the shift happen. And I see, I think what's happened for us is that we are now becoming, or we've become that person for each other where we're the team and, 
and and we're the ones that we go to for this. And some of the layers have fallen off because I think we've changed our expectations of each other. And I think that we have delegated tasks in such a better way than we uh-huh. used to that in that whatever our power balance was at the time has changed. And I also think it's partly because I went from being a full-time working person to a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I don't know about you guys, but not what I remember when my money was gone. Right. Ran, because you weren't working. Yeah. I ran out of, and I had, you know, bought our first house, you know, it was my money and, you know, I made a lot of money on TV. So I, you know, and, and we were a partnership, right? So I had no problem putting in, but I remember like I had this one account and when the money was gone, it was the strangest time of my life. And to your point, you know, the expectations from the other person and having to like ask for money or anything like that is just yeah. so strange. And so though all those things happen, but if there's a light at the end of the tunnel, I will tell you girls that I think what the next phase that I've been seeing for the last, I mean, almost eight, nine, 10 years is that it's changing again, but but in a really great way. That's and exciting. That's, and that's probably the other side of, you know, you get to a place where you can let go of this. Like you're, you're also so lucky that you were able to work together because we've heard so many couples working together doesn't work. So the fact that you guys like work together, create content together and get along during that, which is, you know, what we do with our business too. You're so lucky that you're going to be able to do that with your husband. So you guys can create together. But that's because we have other businesses apart. I don't yeah. we could I, I I know. I don't know how people do that when it's like just the two of you. Wait, tell me about the house you're building. Oh wow. it's a little bit closer to mine. She bought a house and she basically kept the skeleton and redid everything. Kat, that's it's, so exciting. Okay. Is. We're very close. We're I'm like just weeks. away from moving. Are you posting pictures? Have I seen pictures? It's on Insta stories. She does but, stories sometimes inside. Honestly, I'll I will do it. But it is you know, COVID is it flipped life upside down, and you know, I think everyone is just like, what? what, what if, if it was COVID, I wouldn't be doing this. Like if yeah. this had like decisions have we're already in the decision, but I mean, it is crazy. It's crazy. I'm picking everything virtually. I see pictures and we do it on FaceTime. And no, and it's that hard. This is fascinating to me because I, you know, because we're building this house in Idaho. I mean, I've done a lot of houses, but never long distance. And it's with our new it's been team. Very and you're not sure the whites are going to line up, which is such, you know, I just keep saying like, this is such a, this is such a small problem that it, who cares if the whites line up? Like, you know, it, you, but when you're doing a kitchen for the rest of your life, if something, that stuff doesn't bother me. I'm super lucky that I can, you know, kind of like walk away and be like, at the end of the day, I've got a roof over my head. And we're so excited, like you said about COVID, that we're going to have a new place to hang out. Not this <laughs> house, not that house, a brand new house. My when, like, when's it going to be, when's it going to be done? Couple well, weeks, couple I'm weeks. out of my. I'm out of this house next week, and okay. then I'm where do you go? Exactly, with three kids and a dog. We we're going to a. We're going to. We've got a house to go to together. So we'll go yes. for ten days, and then my husband, who is in the the development world, has been basically busting his ass to make things come together. When I get home, we will probably live a little bit in a construction zone. Well, her today we were at the house and her and, and 
the what's his job for the the project, project manager. manager yeah so Pat's like you know that Mark said we're moving in here like when we get back from the house that yeah. we rented like in with two with toothbrushes yeah yeah so the guy goes it's not my but like I really don't think that's happening Pat's like he's moving oh, his family in here I'm I'm like we'll be here so it's so we'll hard Oh my God, that's so crazy. So it's, by the way, it's better that way because I'll just tell you, like in this house, I wanted to move in here literally with just our clothes. Like I wanted it to be done and wrapped up. And then you realize it just can't be. And it's better that way because once you get in, you go, oh, I need this. I'd rather have a piece like that over there. Let me move this around. So sometimes it actually works out better. So try not to, I know it's stressful. Heather, I'm going to tell you something quickly. When I was a little girl, I lived in the woods with no toilet in a cabin in one room with my brothers and my mom. And we you're not stressed. We had no electricity. <laughs> I literally grew up in the woods. So I'm just kind of like this. I'm just, I'm like, her mom got a divorce and refused to take anything from her ex and said i will build this on my own so for a few years we lived and i really didn't have that realization until we wrote our book she started talking i was like say where did you live she was like what i was like wait is this weird i'm like let's call your mom and fact check i was like like, yep no toilet (laughs) oh no raccoons for animals yeah we didn't even have a what we yeah yeah what does that do to you when you go to school how do you how does that affect you Nothing. I Didn't know any quite, different. Thought, thought it was quite normal. They thought it was fun. By the way, what a test yeah. to your mother. Well, and I, she built her way up from being a receptionist at a bank to being like a, what a VP, VP of like HR, like I all will, the way up. I will say this. from that. I love that story. Yeah. For every mom who second guesses herself, I will tell you it for what cake you didn't make or what present they didn't get. I, I don't remember much other than how she made me feel, which was she was having fun. So I was having fun. So we were having fun. So, I mean, really, and I, I, and actually she told me a story, which I was like, pardon where she said at one point she drove over railroad tracks and was like I like I maybe they'd be better off without me like she had a mo- that moment and I was like I couldn't imagine that for her because she, I mean, seemed so she was also between houses we used to live in her friend's houses for like the first little bit we jumped between her friend's houses and I remember just kind of rolling like we'd sleep on the floor and we'd wake up in the morning and we would do paper routes before school like five in the morning we'd go throw papers out the door and make extra money and she was always smiling. I mean, she's she's hilarious. She's the best. But she is always just like, well, like, and I remember that. So yeah, not not much phases me over here. I'm just like, wow, that is amazing. Well, I adore you guys. I the your podcast, Mom Truths, amazing. You have a book, a best selling book of the same title. Oh, tell me about the drive in you're doing. Uh Heather, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So we were supposed to be going crazy on tour and doing all of like, like so many different cities. So we've cities. done 105 cities across North America. We did Europe too, well, the UK. Wow. And it's, we were supposed to go to Australia. And then, and then COVID. We literally were coming back from our shows in London. COVID hit. And then we were like, oh my, like, is it's, it's, it's our... It's our absolute joy to go and like fill a room with fun and laughter and for women only. I want to come. I know. Yeah. Well, we're going to, this is all going to end, Heather, right? Yeah. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. 
so then to, in Toronto, Phrase this like, big club developer decided, okay, I can't get people into my club, but I own all this land. So I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to build a stage for musicians to come and play in the parking lot. And oh my gosh, the cars and the spacing and yada, yada. And then they went out to our agents at WME. We, we all made an offer or they made an offer and we were like, Oh my gosh, we were, we just saw this Instagram of this place come up. We want to do this. So we're doing it. And now other offers, we can't cross the border yet. Uh, we can't, we will. We okay. will soon. Yeah. In a car, we'll stay in a car. We'll get out of the car. And we want to do it because it's the way, you know, we started doing live streaming before, like even before any kind of COVID happened. And we yeah. love doing our events live streaming as well. And then now we're like, this is the next thing. Let's hop on. Let's do it. Let's it's try. So fun. let's go. I love it. I think it's amazing. I will be pulling my car up. At, I wish I could come to this one, but you guys are going to let me know. We'll stay in touch. You're going to let me know when you're oh going to be. Thank you for, yes. Honestly, thank you for, having, you for us. having us. We could sit and gab forever. Imagine we had wine or a cocktail. It my will God. be so it good. Would be an item well, sleepover. Yeah, when you come to LA, you're coming to my house. Yes. I love it. Well, you don't okay. have to cook. We've got to burn. We'll order in. Don't worry, I'm not cooking. <laughs> My kids have begged me not to. All right, Kat and Nat, tell everyone how to find you on social media, how to get your book, and if they're in your area, how can they go to the drive-in? Well, everything's at Kat and Nat. Everything literally is at Kat and Nat. C-A-T-A-N-D-N-A-T, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, katnat.ca. Anything else? That's it. That's that's all we got for you. You guys are fabulous. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Say hi to Terry for us. I will, I promise. All right, and keep when, in touch. And when, gonna, Max, when Max releases the podcast, yes. please let us know so we can share it. Because I think a lot of our audience would find it very valuable. And, you know, they have kids and parents will listen. So please let us know. Yes. I, ab- I absolutely will. Thanks for all the kind words you said about her. That was really so sweet. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Can't wait to follow her journey too. And I'll tag, this is going to be on on Friday. So I'll tag you guys. On everything. And we will too. And then everyone can find you at your handles, which is? At Heather Dubrow, everywhere across the board, except Snapchat, because my brain can't figure that out. Sorry. We don't do that either. No. Nah, 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 nah. You know, that's for, that's for naked selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Heather. Bye, Heather. Love you guys. Thanks.